Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, gather around the iPhone again. Here we are. We're back. <laughs> We're now back. We have a very special guest, Christina yeah. P. Christina, welcome. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm, I'm such huge fans of you guys. Oh my God. I told I'm, you I'm a fan of yours, so I'm this is good. And I'm the freaking out a little bit, too. Oh, in man. the green room, we decided we're going to revitalize sex rehab and have yes. it be abusers, sexual abusers <laughs> with Dr. Yeah. Drew. Hey, speaking of uh, the rehab shows, did you, did you hear Busey on Stern? He sounded, no. He was fantastic. He was so great. Stem cells. No. That's what I heard. <laughs> All right. No, let stem me, me, cells. <laughs> I, they, I missed they that. They can replace He's, anything. Bob, he he Bob. was one of the greats. <laughs> he was still Gary. He was still Gary. Okay? Was still Gary. Okay. Christina P. has Netflix special, Mother Inferior. I recommend it in the strongest terms. Uh, Susan and I, my wife, were watching it, and I was like, we got to get her for the podcast. Oh. I need to talk to her. And what did I, what, do you remember what else I said? No. So, <laughs> so <laughs> She's texting, guys. No, I said... I'll tell you in a little bit. What's that? I'm not going to show my hand okay. just yet. Okay. Follow Christina at Christina P, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, uh, Christina P online.com is where you can find her. Also, the podcast, Your Mom's House Podcast, and that's Deep Bro Podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she, of course, married to Tom Segura and uh, co-host and father of a son, Ellis. Yes. Uh, one two-year-old, or is there more coming? Uh, just just one for now, but I, I want to do more. How many? Should I? I want one more. Two, two, two Right? Don't you guys Three, have two? We have, we have triplets. <sighs> I know, it's insane. Horrible. But they're how, how horrible. <laughs> uh, look at the hair color. That happened the first year. Uh, also, this week's courtesy of Hydrolite, our friends at Hydrolite. Don't forget those guys have oh. Facebook. We love that product. I use it and, all the uh, time now. Yeah, I do, too. And a shout-out to The Last House Sober Living. We interviewed those guys recently. Yeah, it was they good. Were, they were excellent. We got a lot to get into. Uh, I've got a bunch of Twitter hate going, which is awesome. Uh, we got to talk about Leanne Tweeden, my friend Leanne Tweeden, and all the Michigas around her today. Also, I did a special with Elizabeth Smart where I interviewed her for a couple hours with oh. her dad. It was up uh, Monday, I believe. That's right. And uh, very interesting. But you have to watch yeah. the first episode of the, and then you do the interview the second week. Right, uh, I think what it is something like it's the night before they run the two parts, then they run them again Monday, and then our oh, okay. my thing, and then again they run them or something. But it, it's worth spending time with because it is a breathtaking story, and she is a delightful, oh poised gosh. woman who has survived this. And I just had to know how and why yes. and what, what that was like. Just incredible. And now she's talking about it, which is even like, better. Like I've been crazy. waiting for that. Oh, have you been waiting for this? Well, one? it was a fantastic, not fantastic, good, but just an amazing story. So, Christina, what I said was, oh, first of all, I I, I love the the comedy special. Oh, thank okay, you so much. because you you didn't take any crap from you know you're like you were pulling <laughs> the gloves off a bit and you weren't being PC, which I, I 
found refreshing in this age when everyone's walking on eggshells. You just said, screw it. Yeah, I think there's a a, a being offended culture that's happening and it's happening for the sake of being offended rather than we should be offended at actual things like everyone's upset about this sexual predator and that one. Don't forget we have one in the White House, too. Like there's there's stuff that we're we're not really looking glossing. over. Yeah. Like let's get offended at some real stuff. Not what so and so said on uh, on uh, Twitter today, what Justin Bieber was tweeting, you know. I, I am offended. What did he? Thinking about what did he? Yeah. Tweet? He's just, he's just a, making something up. Well, you know, because pe- people are outraged. It's I want to be outraged at Justin yeah. Bieber. Yeah, it's if outrage. he does that girl wrong a second time, I will come after him. Well, that too, and like the PC culture on college campuses. I, I narrated a documentary called "Can We Take a Joke?" about how that dialogue has been shut down on college campuses now you can't even all dialogue has been shut down right and that's really dangerous so it's not just the comedians it's colleges yeah do you did you go out in college or do you go out in colleges now hell no yeah for that reason it's too dangerous well they won't they tell you don't talk about sex drugs fucking and this and that i can curse right facebook it's sorry yeah okay you can say it on the podcast but facebook doesn't take it uh but but what else are those kids doing they're effing and they're, you know, drinking and screwing. And who and says you can't talk about it? The administration? Yes. The- yeah, when they hire you, they give you guidelines. Same with the military, which is like, what What else am I going to talk about? <laughs> Recipes for Apple Brown Betty? Like, <laughs> these guys are out in the, in the, <laughs> in the S. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah, doing their thing. So the other thing, so, I was watching your, your uh, Netflix special, and I went, oh, wait a minute. This woman is super smart. Oh, super smart. And then she so. said, I'm Hungarian. I went, aha! <laughs> because every yeah. Hungarian I know... Is insanely bright. A little bit of gyp- right? is there a little either- bit of gypsy in you too? <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't. That is a no, huge no. insult. She's the real, <laughs> really her, for real Hungarian. Yeah, both and, my parents were immigrants. Yeah, they and they're, they're only only true uh, photographic memories I've seen are in Hungarians. Anybody really? in your family have that? No, a lot of alcoholic. Well, there's a lot of alcohol too. So there's that also. And, and then. Um, oh, that's America. <laughs> no, no. It's no, Hungarian. No, it's the, it's, old it's mid, the mid, the, that sort of Czech, Hungarian. Yes. There's a lot of Bavarian stuff. Yes. Um, and the other thing is math, like crazy science minds, math minds. Yes. Like crazy. And you studied at Oxford for a while. Well, yeah, I, I did. It's so lame. Uh, medieval and Renaissance studies. So it was like, I mean, it's so useless. But why? What, what got you there? I Oh, I just. Were, I you, a, were you like a Catholic? No, no, I was not good at the real world. I didn't like the. Where did you I go to high like school? Uh, uh, all girls Catholic school in the valley. I got kicked out of public school. I just decided to not go anymore because I was getting into fights because I was a goth girl and they were bussing in kids. <clears throat> excuse me, from South Central, and I was getting into fights like on the daily. So, perfectly to send the goth chick is to a Catholic school. Yeah, it was, but I loved it. That's, there is some it. sense in that. I guess so. Yeah. There's a lot of rosaries involved in the goth <laughs> movement. <laughs> Yeah, I love the structure because at home there was no structure, so it was like this wonderful. If you take the white thing the nuns wear around their heads, it is kind of goth. If you take that away, make it black. Like Sister Bertrell's thing? What are you talking about? Yeah. You you never went to Catholic school, No, I did not. You didn't? I did my whole life. God bless them. Yeah, I I liked it, but I, I don't like the real world. I didn't like it, and I thought philosophy... Also, I came from a lot of BS in my family history, so I think it was really a way for me... Of figuring out the world was studying philosophy, and, and so you went straight from high school to Oxford. No, no, I, I went to a university in San Francisco, and then oh. I did a year abroad. Ah, I see. So it was like a year program. What university in San Francisco? University of San Francisco. You, yeah, you said. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, did you 
do you retain any of St. Thomas Aquinas or St. Yes, Augustine or whoever? Who, what, what was the what were the parameters of philosophy? From whom to whom? From uh, like it. Maimonides to? Oh, that's terrible! No. I don't even know that one. No, I I mean um, I remember St. Augustine said we're born in between urine and feces. That was his big thing, and I thought, well, that's such an interest. And that's the premise for the Catholic Church. Is that that? <laughs> well, that's true. He's the father of of that church of that thinking that we are inherently sinful and inherently bad. And you go well, and wow, dirty. No wonder. Dirty. We're so screwy, yeah. Soiled, soiled. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Bob. Well, we are Maybe born. You. We are born sometimes <laughs> not between, but right amongst urine and feces. Right? Typically, rather urine and feces. Feces are right with us that's when right. we're born. I just was but, fully aware of my. The, I have two young children, right? And but I have an older son, right? But I was Hyde when the older son was born, so I don't really remember all the. Stuff that goes on. Sure, sure. Then when the That's when the Elvis right? when Elvis was born, I was like, "Holy hell!" Yeah, right. And I always tell this story. We went to natural childbirthings there oh, in no. Flint in uh, La Cunada, Flint Ridge, every Sunday. Right? They don't tell you about the heads being small, being <laughs> stretching, uh, being stretching. Yeah, yeah. So I looked down in the little plastic thing, and I'm supposed to cut the umbilical cord, and the head was like a Martian. I was like. I was like, shit. Just, <laughs> and then the, this thing came over me. It's going to be okay. I'll love him anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the yeah. nurse, who was sharp, picked up like, oh, that honey, the heads are like that. Because yeah. I kept touching the head. Like, Aww. oh, my God, he's got a cone. He's got a cone. Yeah. <laughs> they should really tell that stuff in birthing classes. Yeah. Well, no. I didn't even take a class. And they told me I was going to have a C-section. I went into labor not knowing what was going to happen. And I just got high. They give you lots of drugs. I say they should leave the dads the hell out of the birthing room, Bob. Oh. That's the bottom yeah, line. I think, I think uh, uh, you know, I might go back to the cigar thing. Uh-huh. You and Fred McMurray <laughs> yeah. are waiting, no, <laughs> waiting in the Ricky, hall. Ricky, right? I always remember Ricky Arnett. Ricky you know, Ricardo. Ricky yeah. was born. Well, they used to put women out. Yeah, it's in my jo- it's in my act as a joke. But you know, give me the 1950s birth. But why did they stop doing that? Why did they stop doing yeah. that, Drew? Uh, because they have a spinal. They, you know, yeah, they can make it so it doesn't hurt with yeah, spinal anesthesia. I want to be totally out. Well, you can be. They'll work it for you. <laughs> yeah, no I asked. She wouldn't do it. My doctor wouldn't do it. Well, it probably it, it certainly adds risk because you don't breathe um, as well and stuff like that. Oh, so, that whole yeah. thing. I know yeah. you, you need to breathe. Oh, oh, so did it affect oh. your existential philosophy when you had a child yes. to look after? It yes. does, doesn't I'll, it? I'll tell you what. I, I was way more spiritual before I had a kid. Before? I was More actually, practical now. Yeah. Now I'm like, there's nothing going on. I just got to protect my young. <laughs> got to make sure this guy goes to college and, you know, doesn't You, get you became like some sort of female jaguar or something. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, sort of, I'm sort a wolf. <laughs> yeah, protecting my young, man. That's my duty. Now, you used to be a, a fan. Are you still, I guess, a fan of celebrity rehab and stuff, oh. Bob and I did. So you had questions for us, you said. Let's talk about it all yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I asked you about specific characters. Characters, I mean, human, human, human <laughs> patients of ours, you mean, who we were deeply concerned about for many years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I like Some the, of which um, have passed. Yes. I know. I miss Jeff, Jeff Conway. Oh, you have no uh, idea. He was the greatest. He no was idea. one of our favorite people on the show. He's a valley guy. He was a valley guy. And he suffered so much on that on, on your guys' there, there, here's I'll tell you a little wrinkle that that yeah. happened off camera because we struggled with him for a long. We kept struggling, struggling, struggling with poor Jeff. And, and his abuse in oh, childhood was ritualistic. Ten on a ten scale. Because you guys didn't. All, I wanted oh. you to get deeper on. Oh, we the, got it. They just don't show it to That's you. That's what I'm saying. I wanted. I wanted to it see. too. He was. He was in his initial abuse. Is he was sort of kidnapped. He was in child porn. Yeah, he was kidnapped by a. Catholic magazine salesman at the Uh-oh. door who took his took him away for a photograph shoot, 
and he ended up in child porn, and then he became this object of horrific physical abuse by the neighbor kids. They put him in a bag and, and, and hit him with rocks and put lay him on the railroad tracks, and it was like like Penelope pit stop. I mean, it's like ridiculous. That's like not a, his mom was not a jaguar, right? <laughs> right, right. I, I'm protecting mine. Yeah, eyes don't let, on. Don't let that happen. No, are you kidding <laughs> me? No, I'm putting him in karate first thing. <laughs> The, uh, uh, but Jeff was was he was the OG. Yeah, yeah he was really he Soup. seemed very troubled. And and so why wouldn't they let you get deeper? On we the did they, whatever we did. We I did mean, it. showing it rather. I have than no network. idea. Yeah. I have no idea. We didn't we didn't get involved in the editing or anything. We just did our work and we treated it the way we treat people and uh, they cut it up the way they cut it up. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I wanted to see more. I wish the show was like two hours. There's too much sailing on it. Let's go to the beach. Yeah, they want to do activities. Yeah, like, oh, isn't yeah. that the worst? <laughs> the worst. Like, I could just sit oh, here and listen to you guys that? talk. That's yeah. what I want is get into the yeah, trauma. Yeah, I, I always said we should have done if we, we didn't have this option really back in the day, but if we could just shown the groups mm. real time online. That's what I want. The groups were amazing. I'll we give you a behind the groups. scenes you'll like, what? right? Yeah. So you know how shows are and they have the next day's shooting schedule? Yes. Drew would look at it and it would say like snowboarding and he'd be like, oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, what? no. Yeah. No, his head and, would explode, and, and it got to the point where <laughs> I said, "We're not doing this anymore yeah. unless nobody gets near the patients and nobody makes eye contact with me. Nobody in the production team can make eye contact with <laughs> or talk to me, and they certainly can't talk to the patients. They can ask me four questions: yeah. Doctor, how's the patient doing? What's this going to cost? What's the aftercare plan? And what's the family therapy going to be? That's it. Yeah. One more question. Walk in the off this set, I yeah. swear to Christ. Because it got was because it, be, it became it was crazy. Well, like, over the years, they just had to do more and more crazy. But they didn't. They, they didn't. Did the right. show was inherently interesting because you wanted them to succeed. So let's talk about my favorite night is always the first night. Okay, so hold on. If we do that, <laughs> of I'll, which tell you, I'll, I'll tell you inside <laughs> of my body. Of any. Of any. Inside, that was a hard day for me. Just you know, admitting. Normally in treatment, you you admit like two or three people at a time. It's a rolling admission. Uh-huh. There's people that have been there for a while and help you enroll patients. Taking eight or ten people and enrolling them all at once on one day is brutal. Why is that? Why, is why do that? they do that? Because no, no, no. Why is it? Uh, what's so brutal about it? It's just because the, the I have to, I have to, I have to get to know them. It takes hours to assess each one of them. I have to get to know them. Just bed make... placement, for instance. Well, no, right? No. That I didn't want. You, you got to know who you're putting people in with, and this way, it's just on mass. Like you right. probably like the season with. Uh, what was what's Jason Davis and Janice Dickinson, yeah. right? I love Janice. You can see there was war beginning <laughs> on our two. Yes. Well, Janice is right? her personality is very big too. She's well, but he's still admitting people, I, and see, the unit's to, not to, up and running yet, and they're going to war. I have yeah. to I have to evaluate them for like an hour or two and figure out what's going on, make an assessment, make a plan, yeah. start doing their detoxes and stuff, and then see them through in through into the night through the withdrawal. And it's not easy. But let me tell you a quick thing about Bob so, and Jeff Conway. So this is something you didn't see on TV. So uh, so we were struggling with him. You know, we struggled with him forever. For, you know, and and all of a sudden, Bob goes. Yeah, I remember back at Jerry's Deli when uh, Jeff used to twelve step me. I'm like, what? What are you talking he used about? Try to get me. I go, sober. what are you talking about, Jeff? Twelve stepping. I go, what? You had a Jeff was Jeff was sober in the program trying to get you sober yeah. one day. I, why did you tell me that we, when we first met him, which yeah, had been years he was, before? He was yeah, no, it was years before. But, but you're upset because of, that would have meant that he had a rapport and it. It just been, was such a a piece of that relationship that I didn't know I about see. it and it's yeah. it's big and I could have used that to go Jeff dude see what, remember what, what that was yeah. like you know so look I at was, him now I was friends with him 
And what happened was he never really took to the 12 steps. Immediately after about two years of sobriety, he started getting into the Bible a lot, and he would bring his Bible to 12-step meetings. And that's, that's going to alienate you from, from 90% from of the yeah, crowd, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And But he, I don't know, he just was so nice to me and kept encouraging me. He was so tolerant of my relapsing, unlike the, a lot I of mean, people the, Just the think time. about now how yeah. that relationship has shifted, and I didn't know anything about that background. That was, like, stunning to me. So anyway, what was your other question? Well, what about no, day I, one? I love day one because it was like, how are these people going to sneak in their drugs of choice? Oh, always, <laughs> always, it, always. It was the funnest to, to find like how, how you guys would fi- find yeah, yeah. the contraband oh, and all yeah, that yeah. stuff. So what's the most creative thing you've ever seen? Ever seen? <laughs> oh, it's, oh, come on now. <laughs> how about, can, do in. we have to get graphic? I know. Please, please. Uh, this is what I want. How about a syringe uh-huh. put inside a condom, greased and put up inside an anus can we say that on yeah, facebook yeah. live wow. how about that that's a good one why wow. would you do that this yeah, is listen, a hospital thought, this is a hospital you could find one of those anywhere to, oh, it was empty it was an to, empty to me the more amazing thing I mean, they're at it they're they're out of their mind they're doing whatever yeah. and they're afraid of detoxing i i get what addicts do and sizemore by the way was pretty good too he, had, he was fantastic we had balloons all over the place we kept finding them for days and he kept saying he's not on heroin <laughs> yeah I know, we can find heroin with his trash can he's on, he's on meth <laughs> And he's like, and he's asleep for sixty-two hours. Right. <laughs> well, that was the math, to be fair. Wow. But, uh, um, and I'm worrying about Tom again. I, I, yeah. um, so talented too. Oh, and what, the well, greatest guy talented. ever. I say Tom ever. Sizemore is too talented. Yeah. Because when you're trying to deal with him, he's acting. Right. He can't Sometimes. separate the Sometimes. acting. Doesn't stop. No, pretty much he doesn't know that there's a real him anymore. Well, wow. yeah, you know what I mean. Because it was hard to watch him in films after having seen mm, him on mm, on Celebrity Rehab. Because mm. you're like, well, that guy's on. No, man, like he, <laughs> I would intense. have no idea. He's intense. Um, but the but back to the uh, the contraband and stuff. The, the stuff that always astonished me was the family who was demanding and worried and uh, look at what they're going through and we got to get them through this, would show up with the syringes up their butts or something too. <laughs> they, they would be as bad. They'd be worse than the addict sometimes. Well, because isn't that the whole codependent yeah. Yeah. cycle? Yeah, but, the, but that... the degree of it is so – when you really see it and you, you're talking to somebody and you think they're in a certain place and then you see how they behave, you, you, you can't believe it sometimes. Wow. It's amazing. How yeah. do you And how do you deal with the families that, that – because they have to get in treatment too. Yes, they do. But do they? I well, mean, we that's... used to insist on it. We used to insist on it. Yeah, and you gotta, they, you gotta. Where they participate is a whole other matter. I mean, there's in treatment, and then there's in treatment, right? Yes. And uh, that was always hard with family, and I had many uh, unpleasant encounters with family screaming at me that it's not their problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that why are you talking to me? I'm not the sick one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's got to – do you ever Here's get frustrated? Here's a new thing. Here's ever a new thing. So I deal with it now daily. It's gotten way worse, right? You can imagine we're talking about in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. Now, 2017 is crazy. The moms and dads and the best friends and their, you know, and their advocates for their children, they're the ones that got the principal fired when their, right. the kid acted out, right? right? And you right. can imagine what parents are like nowadays. And it's just – you know, it's you get yourself into these confrontations with them. So I came up with this funny way of doing it. When is an adult an adult? 
Tell me at what age now? Because when I was growing up, it was 18. It, so your son 28. is 28. It's 27. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Your brain is 27 or 28. Yeah. So parents are going to advocate for their 27 yeah. and 28 year olds just like they did when they were in first grade and second grade <clears throat> and third grade. Right. Right? It's madness. Right. But they can't. You can't. You can't. 18 no, is they can, the age. Oh, Miss Jaguar, wait to see what happens here. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I know. I know. Every, I, I don't know. I'm Catholic, and anytime my kids get in trouble, I'm assuming, like, yeah, for sure it was them. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's a better... But, that's a a better... better, but parents yes. nowadays, he would never do that. I'm, I'm bracing like, myself for the mom <laughs> culture. Because I see it like I do these mommy would, and me re- classes. readopt your goth stuff again. And get oh, the yeah, whole goth yeah. deal <laughs> Well, I was in a mommy and me class, and uh, a woman was breastfeeding her three-year-old. Mm. I'm sorry, 152-week-old, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, are you... Really? Is this is this the norm now? Like we're just gonna? Because I know I can't coddle him forever. But then I get afraid because I had so much tough love, the Eastern Bloc stuff. I don't want to do that. You want to be sure that you don't compensate. Yeah. It, it, whenever yes. you're reacting to what your parents did, whether it's the same or the opposite, it's not good for the kids. Right. Pray to That's pray. To, this is what I had good. to do every good. week. Or good. or you can pray since you're goth. <laughs> yeah. Pray to God, see the Catholic. wisdom in your parents way of doing things pray to see you because because no that's that's what i did and the fact is my dad loved me he never told me he loved me yeah not once it never came out of his mouth but he expressed it in the ways that he could express love right if we're going to still be angry at our parents and go the other way right right that's just called forgiveness you can't have wholeness yeah well but that's why we over parent yeah yeah i know you know what i mean believe me i know oh that's interesting so it's a generation of like gen xers who grew up with no parents they're overcompensating because it's really the the, it's really the baby boomers that didn't get the the yeah really super didn't get boomers got it the worst yeah what who the the generation that raised the boomers was very stoic. Yes. No That's feelings. the great generation. The greatest generation. That was the greatest generation. Yes. They weren't the most loving. No. <laughs> yeah. No. no. They weren't the most nurturing. No, they were serial killers. Were. <laughs> That's what well. I say in my act, that they were raised like serial killers. Don't cry. Suck it up. Come on. You know. And, and of course. You know what? Mm. I don't even think my dad was told don't cry. There was no one to cry to. Oh. Ooh, you know, when you have eight brothers and two sisters in a three-bedroom shack... In nice. the freezing cold of Minnesota, I don't think there's anybody there was, to cry to. Yeah, there was a lot of just focus on survival mm-hmm. for that. There really was, and, and therefore, yes. what are you going to do? For the the group that has everything, except shame them for having everything and not having to struggle to survive. So watch his approach. A lot of that. Watch, but oh, but look true, at your parents. Man. Probably similar. My dad was. I'm going to be successful in life and give my children every opportunity that was not given to me. Yeah. But he forgot the love and nurture. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so yeah. it's was very short. Chris- so two of his kids are drug addicts. <laughs> two Aww. out of four. Christina's very interested in the abuse that I suffered. Go ahead. I want to hear yeah, it yeah. all because I, I feel like I never I never got to hear. So tell me. But you so- get it that trauma plus uh, 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 exposure, use in the face of adverse consequences creates addiction. Absolutely. And okay. I learned that. By watching Celebrity Rehab. And it was around the same time I got my ass into therapy. Good. Uh, I didn't have a problem with addiction, but a lot of trauma in my past or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so great. That's why I think it's such a great service what you guys uh, do. Well, thank you. But let's talk about your trauma. Go ahead. Go into it. Okay. Parents. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
what's their background? Let's go. Uh, my dad was a Depression era, first generation, uh, lived in Chicago. They lost everything in the Depression. Was Russian Jew. Ex- Russian Jew. Extremely, <sighs> oh, you know, man. extremely traumatized. They, they were traumatized by the pogroms or whatever they yeah, were running away yeah. from. We could never, they could never tell us it was too bad. They weren't sure. Actually, all we could get was the... They didn't know who the bad guys were. They just know people kept running th- over their town. Bolsheviks. Yeah, it was the Bolsheviks or it was the – my grandma called them the banditos because they were just uh, – <laughs> these bandits would come through and they'd wreck, wreck everything. And we don't know who that was really. It was just one – Wreck is a nice word for what they did, Drew. They yeah. raped and pillaged. OK. So they came here, <laughs> which by the way <laughs> – OK, Rob. We got it. I love it. So they came here but <laughs> – he always has to go darker on it, Bob. It's so great. Yeah. They have to they had to have sponsors. They had to pay to get here. They had to prove how yep. they were going to make a living. I mean, yep. this business about open borders, like, wait a minute. That's, yeah. So we've never been that way. They were poor. Um, they were poor. And, uh, well, they came and they set up a delicatessen. They lost everything. And he ended up, my grandfather ended up being a grocer. But because of all that trauma, my dad, who was a family practitioner and was a good doctor, uh, traumatized the shit out of me financially. Like, mm. if I needed a pair of shoes, like, mm. oh, yeah, uh-huh. Well, do you, first the story. We, yeah. we didn't have shoes. We walked through the snow in Chicago. You don't understand. Yeah. And get the shoes. Get the shoes. But then – Next week, come wait for me at the poorhouse. I'll be in the poorhouse. It's, it's fine. It won't, <laughs> won't kill me. I'll be in the poorhouse. And you, you'll you be all right. You walk by with your new shoes and you say hi to me. And I, I was two. I had this whole like poorhouse in my head my whole life. So that was his contribution. Uh, so, but, but that that lends itself to the poverty consciousness uh, yeah. growing up, right? So uh, I, I'm sure once you d- got d- some success. No, it's all like right. – it's the disaster around the corner. I still oh, feel like yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Oh, that's oh, the Hungarian thing. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah let's so. get into it, man. When's that other shoe going to drop? It, everything's everything's a, too good right now. It's good. The catastrophe is <laughs> coming. Yeah. Catastrophe is coming. Hide Put, under b- the bed. Bury the coins in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Totally. We're still digging them up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. So, so that's dad. Yeah, that's dad. And my mom was an opera singer who Get ended up out. fronting like bands and things She's and ended up being, being a singer, a, a, really? like a oh, film. I don't know if I can say that, right? Being a film noir <laughs> actress. She was in like the little film noir things and stuff. And uh, when uh, – here's the – so my whole life I had this feeling that was I adopted or what did I do wrong? This kind of weird feeling. <laughs> yes. Okay, so – You have I'm, that. Me too. Okay, wait. Maybe <laughs> like I was – Harry Potter. Wait, wait, here's the, so here's the Take story. Take me to Hogwarts. <laughs> so – uh, I am on Loveline about ten years ago one night, maybe fifteen years ago. A friend of mine's in there, and he's he's a he's a uh, film noir freak. So he like, wanted to look up my mom on the internet. She goes, "Oh, here's your mom on the internet." And he starts reading this thing, and he goes, "Oh, Lynn Satin, she came, you know the." There she is. Oh, wow. She's the, the fifth wife of fi- silent film star Harlan something. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Turned out at 18, some 56-year-old silent film star picked her up and took her out here, married him for 10 years, had a stepson. That's why knew, he's so pretty. Knew nothing about and it's any of this. It's, it's in her Wikipedia. It's in her Wikipedia. Knew nothing about any of it. I thought. That. I was like 45. I, I and you were 45 when you found that yeah. out? 45, 50 in that range, somewhere Live there. Live on the radio. And my sister <laughs> flipped out. And I went, look, she's yeah, she's made it till she's 80 with this secret. Let's let her. Let her yeah, what's the, what's I mean, the what are we gonna point? Accomplish? She took it to her but, grave. But I, called, but I called her stepson. I, 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 Carole and I were in Santa Barbara doing an appearance, and this woman came up to me and said, I need to do an amends to you. I go, about what? I go, oh, oh. Uh, my, my father. And I was like, who's your father? Well, and she told the whole story. She's the stepson of this guy, this maniac who was picking up 18-year-olds at the age of 60 and taking them, taking them to California. And uh, I called him. He's a retired dentist in Stockton. 
this what? guy. And she had a stepson for years. And uh, then one day just – talking about Don Draper, man. She just yeah. left. Boom. Gone. And he's so funny. The, the, the guy was very nice. The, 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 stay in the touch? dentist. He, I've emailed him once in a while. I kept trying to get my sister to call him because she I think, I think it was interesting. But he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, they lived over in the uh, like so over by the tar pits, kind of that, <laughs> that area, and they'd have a party every Sunday night. Now, my mother always talked about the people that was around her, Carolyn Jones and Ann Bancroft. She knew everybody. Blah blah blah. This guy goes, well, every Sunday night, these people would come over. And uh, the guy, he described the guy, he's some character actor in film, apparently well. And he goes, the woman, he goes, you may know her. Did you ever watch the Beverly Hillbillies? Well, Granny and the Beverly Hillbillies. I was like, what? what? I watched that all the way through my childhood. She and never once said never that one. I, I knew her pretty well. That's an old friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all the other ones I heard all yeah, about. Who cares ones about those? I didn't care. Yeah, exactly. That's in so, the old days. You could just move from Wilshire District to Pasadena, and it was like a complete other life yeah, you could create. You vanished. Yeah, you vanished. Oh, so right. we don't even know to this day whether my dad even knew about it. Anyway, <laughs> it's true. It's but he's true. gone. He's Your gone. They're is, both yeah. gone. But yeah. she was tremendously emotionally abusive at times. Tr- oh. Terrifically. Terrifically Isn't that, so. You know what kills me is that the best people have these horrific stories. And then, you know, you guys. You can either go either way with the bad stories. Y- yeah. You can go bad or you can go extra good. And going extra good, you suffer. And so you got to have therapy for that. <laughs> so. Yeah. Right, because codependency is you go into code. You start worrying yes. about everybody else. Keep them all together, you know. Before you, have I mean, any you of your see it, feelings. and you're in comedy. You see it in Belushi. You see it in in oh. this wanting to be liked and wanting to make everybody happy all the time, right? And Robin Williams. Yeah. It's tragic, especially in comedy. And right? we work in bars. You work in <laughs> yeah. a bar at the worst time, like nighttime. Nothing good happens. And you're you're off the stage, and you're all jacked up on adrenaline. And everybody loves you, and hey, time to go back to your hotel room and just be quiet now. And you're there all weekend. <laughs> See, I, did, I didn't yeah. know until the last couple of years that you work Thursday night, so you get in Wednesday. No, boo boo. Thursday, yeah, Friday, yeah, Wednesday Saturday, Saturday, Sunday. So you're by yourself usually. Yes. Right. From Wednesday to Sunday, doing seven shows in four days, yep. you got to drink. Well, you would have to have uh, cocktails. At, first of all, I don't do that schedule anymore. Once I had a kid, I was like, F yourself. Like, I'm going out for 48 hours maximum, you know, this many shows, and I'm home. But there was a point where I was in a hotel room uh, drinking wine during the day and crocheting and crying. <laughs> crocheting? And I was like, I got to turn this around because I don't day drink. <laughs> and I, I was like, this but, is not me. No, not, I was just talking about the crocheting. Yeah. the drinking. Yeah, the crocheting <laughs> is the weird it's thing. Really neat the, drink, the drinking is the normal thing. <laughs> right. I know. I don't know what happened with me and crocheting. Where did you learn crocheting? You I, hung, Hungarian. No, I just decided I needed a hobby. I was reading about hobbies oh. and I thought, well, that's what balanced people do. They acquire hobbies. You should have gone back to St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> right. Forget, forget hobbies. <laughs> so stupid. But I don't do those those weeks. But I, I eventually brought a dog on the road with me because wow. I was so lonely and it oh was so God. horrible. Yeah, that's why a lot of comics fall into drugs and alcohol and when partying. Do you, when did you decide to be a comedian? Uh, 23. I'm 41 now. So early, you're just, this is for me. This is for me. But I knew that I knew I couldn't function in the real world. I just knew it. Like when I graduated, I had 22 jobs in four years that I either got fired from or quit. But I if tried you would have followed the philosophy thing, teaching philosophy at a college isn't oh, I, a I job. Oh, I tried that. I went to grad school. It didn't work? School. You couldn't do it? What did you, you go to grad school in? What, uh, what, philosophy. what kind of philosophy? 
Oh, it's just general. It was like for the masters. I have a great podcast here. It's called Partially Examined Life. Um, I know those guys, Mark uh, Lindenmeyer. Uh, okay, yes, all right. Hello. I don't too. I had them on my podcast. Yeah, but you got to go on it. You got to go on the pod. I know, but I have to read and. and it's okay. It's, they'll let you pick the stuff. I I okay. I did it, and it was you did what yes. you do. I did a couple of uh, sort of papers uh, uh, on – there were psychological papers, but they sort of bordered okay. on philosophical principles. The guy – Peter okay. Fonagy is a guy that has sort of uh, operationalized the encounter we have that creates attachment. And he has a very philosophical bent about agency and how that works. And I, I heard somewhere he studied philosophy. It just feels like a philosophy paper the way he writes his psychological papers. So you can pick whatever you want. Interesting. They have never done St. Thomas Aquinas. They've never done it. <laughs> it's so boring. She I don't care. I already learned something Haven't just talking you to you. Who, she won't, she won't so say boring. who I'm, she likes. I'm going oh, I'll tell you. Okay, who? I like the existentialists. I, I knew you did. Which Sartre. Sartre. Mm. But jump us. He hates them. He Camus. hates them. You know Camus. Who, let, me, let me turn down to somebody else, if you like Sartre. Simone de Beauvoir. Uh, hello. I okay. love her. I okay. met her. I met her. You did Oh, not. yes, I did. When, I in 1930? No, she was out here pitching blood of others for a TV show in the 80s. Wait, Simone, Simone de, de Beauvoir? Simone de Beauvoir would have been 100 then. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. No, Sartre's girlfriend, yes. right? Yeah, yes. she was out here pitching a TV show. Oh, I had lunch with her. I had Lunch with her at that weird what? round restaurant, um, the Sunset Strip. I swear to God, I believe you. I believe he was, That's but not. I still believe him. But he's not prone to hyperbole. But but uh, but I just I'm like Zelig. I've been here forever, right? <laughs> Ivan Moffat. I'll tell you. So you want to hear old Hollywood stories? Ivan Moffat and John Frankenheimer. Are they both dead? I'm I'm thinking. Uh, I, I don't, don't know. know who these. People okay, are. so I worked for their writer. Right, his name is John Arnold. He's still alive. I know that. So. So they were trying to take this pitch about the blood of others being a TV show. Oh, my but, God. So one day. What a bummer I'm pitch. I'm this little 21-year-old like, like, guy, like, getting getting meth and coke for the <laughs> writer. <laughs> that was my job. Oh, Anyways, my God. That's how oh. I met Kathy Evelyn Smith, too, during the Belushi trial. Uh, so, you need to write the big memoir. So, yeah. so here's the deal. So they, they say, we're going to lunch, and I'm finally going to meet these great icons of Hollywood, right? And they go to this restaurant on Wilshire Boulevard called The Ball. Have you ever heard of no. it? No. It's a high-class, like, Musso and Frank's restaurant, yeah. and with all female, young female waitresses that are completely naked. And what? it's right on Wilshire Boulevard. That doesn't exist. I swear Not to God, anymore. this is Not in anymore. 1980s. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. That, we had the Pussycat <laughs> Theater in the 1980s. They used to show pornography in movie theaters. I know. That's yeah. crazy. Have you got to watch The Deuce. Where the t- it's a, I heard you talking about mm-hmm. that. It's a, it, it is how that all came to be. Pee Wee Herman would have never too. gotten in trouble if it was if he was born a couple decades later. I agree. Now that's such a minor transgression, and that's the place you should be doing what he but was doing. But there wouldn't have been those places. He just would have been at home. Uh, yeah. true. Mm, very sad. It's He's, sad. Paul's a, you know Paul? I don't. Uh, one of the most gracious, lovely humans you ever meet. Uh, yeah, but uh, so, so, so existentialism. So, how does that so about, translate so where, to where parenting? Does, hang on a sec. Where does Heidegger fit into your whole thing? Oh, I like Heidegger a lot. Yeah. Uh, but what do you teach your children? Have you watched Bert um, Tri- Dreyfus's series of? Uh, okay, I'll get you. No, but I like being in time. I like his idea of the meaning of being. The meaning of being is located in care, meaning what we lend our attention to, what we lend our care to. Here's what I like about existentialism. The fact that you can choose. The fact that you can choose a different course. You can create... But Sartre took that to a weird... Yes. I'm, I'm not saying it's all perfect. Yeah. Uh, but I think what I was looking for as a philosophy student was the self-help movement. <laughs> do you understand? I was looking yes, for a I way do. to live 
Uh, and, and I, I think existentialist is a great way to look at that. That, that yeah. and Heraclitus go, go back yes, a little bit too. The Greeks, they yeah. had it right too. I think yeah. the Greeks had it had a good way, and yep. then you know we we screwed it up somewhere. Yep. What's his name? Uh, Descartes ruined philosophy. The yes, whole, he did. Does it, are we even here? Like, yeah. he, dude, come on, don't yeah. stop screwing it up. And, and then it, his, you know, his cogito was, you know, I think therefore I am. It yes. should have been, I think therefore. Evolution creates matter that can think. <laughs> that would right. what it should have been, as right. opposed to I am. Yeah. So, all right, let's let's switch. We are we are we are tight we on are time, right? Or is that true? Today. We're good now. We'll, we'll, can we go more than eight o'clock? All right. Okay. This is good. Whoa. Yeah, this is good. Oh, all right. Usually in my jammies. Okay. By so now. so <laughs> I, have, I have a assignment for you. I'm going to get okay. you hooked up with Wes to do the show, okay. which they love. They love. Doing people that have public lives and stuff, they love yes, it. They, yes, uh, and Mark, uh, and um, and then we're going to get you turned on this Bert Dreyfus series. <laughs> okay, uh, on Heidegger. Okay, don't let me forget. What? Okay, now what I want to get into with you guys? Monsters. What? <laughs> she asked what my book was called. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I have a book. I have a movie. I have a website. I'm have important. you seen this movie? What? His documentary about Bob. I did not. It's called Bob and the Monster about his his rock life. I got to see that. It's very it's good. Facebook wants I more love it. another book. Another book about he, They this. want a memoir. I yeah. the Beauvoirs in the middle I of it. <laughs> it's like, I I just how many talk, lives I'm have you lazy. Had? I just talked the book. They mostly wanted rock and roll stories and Viper Room stories. So I just told That's those fine. stories and they wrote it. It's a book. But I really should sit down and disciplinely write a book. I will I'm do just that thinking, or we before do a, I die. Or we ought to do a docuseries. Oh, it'd be fun. Ooh, that's ah, a good idea. Screw that opiate stuff. Let's do something positive. Yeah, no, I was going after big pharma. I was, uh, do you know they're killing Americans? I've heard you discuss this, yes. <laughs> we, we don't discuss, we <laughs> fight. I've, I've heard <laughs> your theories. He it's doctors. How, how weird is that? Yeah. I'm saying it's big pharma. You say it's doctors. Y- you're taking the agency away from doctors by landing it squarely at big pharma's lap. At least I'm not my old commie self blaming the government. <laughs> I seem to have adopted that these days. So, yeah, I know it's weird. What do, yeah. Who are you? Who do you? Who do you? Where do you put all your frustration with our culture towards? Towards your stand up and trying to enlighten people. Trying, right? Trying, trying. Who are to, your heroes I'm afraid in comedy? Now, though, honestly, yeah. Do you really get pushback? Get... <laughs> The uh, the anti vaxxer community is not very happy with me right now. That was oh, so kid, good. Kid, I, was kid, so, I felt so <laughs> liberated. By well, let me <laughs> let me support you a little bit. A three year old child died in Orange County this week who was okay. not vaccinated from the flu. The first yeah, flu. Yeah, they death. need to see the other parents need to see that happen. Yes. It's still behind the wall somewhere. See, I don't look at it. social yes. media, so I don't care. I just say the truth, and I'm sure there's a lot of people mad at me right now. But that but the fact that people don't vaccinate their children because a girl who didn't even graduate high school, yes. read something online from a lying non-doctor who then confessed he was lying and it still exists mm-hmm. is yes. madness. Well, and I think the problem, too, is that everyone has a platform now. Uh, in 160 characters or less, you can put out whatever nonsense you think is truth and then it gets picked up and retweeted and now all of a sudden it's a crusade. That and, and a- a- expertise... No one understands what that is anymore. What's an education? What's a degree? Right. It means nothing. Science is just another way of looking at things. Alternative facts. Yeah. It's really just very discouraging. Very. uh, That's why I was telling our kids, I said, just just be an expert in something because I want you to understand what that feels like to be an expert so you know when you talk to an expert what he or she has been through to get that expertise so you can 
respect it and deal and, and take it accordingly. Yeah, and education. I think there's yeah. this mythology out there that anybody can drop out of high school and become an entrepreneur, millionaire, building an app. And it's like, okay, that's a small percentage of the human that's race. Seventeen By people. Way, right. Seventeen. <laughs> still not ed- educated, though. <laughs> Correct. It's still and, not. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a, uh, a huge advocate of formal education, book okay. learning. So Just we learned. Christina P is a snob. She's yeah, an educational snob. She's a snob. elitist snob. We've learned yes. that. But now. you don't like college campuses. How do you reckon that? <laughs> they won't let me on. They won't. I, all right. So I, who I are your heroes burned. of comedy? Okay. My hero of Go all ahead. time Go. life is Lenny Bruce. Yes. Right? Yes. And I see things that he said in 1963 as being true still to this day, even more so. We have not progressed as what, a society. One thing I will say. We have not Bob, progressed. We have one thing, well, I will give you. I, I rarely criticize you. I'm going to criticize you right now. Bob sent me some Bob Dylan lyrics yesterday. There. And, and <laughs> I saw what you were talking about, but you were reading a lot into it. You were reading into it. I, maybe the Lenny Bruce stuff, you're reading into some of the things well, he's just saying. Well, the N-word. You can't even say it anymore. It yeah. gives it so much power that it can be possessed by other people. If you say it, you are condemned. It, it's a strange thing. I know. And all you want to do is say it. You know what I mean, Bob? <laughs> Can't we just all? No. And then you hear people say it in like an, an academic con, like well, Tom Sawyer, for instance. Yes, I know it's context. It is right? contextual. Oh, oh yeah, right. But but he and, said and we're Jim. This giving power to words, Correct. and by suppressing people like what's going on now to thought, even yes, things was, I disagree with. I don't want to suppress it. I want their stupid asses to say it over and over again so everybody can say, that dude's an idiot. And Christine, I know we asked you who your favorite comedian is, but we're going to tell you ours. (laughs) (laughs) So so mine is is Pryor. Pryor, I think, is is absolutely just a poet more than a comedian. Like the stuff, like like that that philosopher, poet, comedian, all in one. Speak of the N word. Yeah, genius. Yeah, speak. You yeah. said it, Bob, not me. Yeah. You what, get the tweets, what are not your, me. What Bob. are your people? Okay, so I love Bill Hicks. I think Bill Hicks was one of oh, the, yeah. the greats. Uh, Bright died at 34, <laughs> which was preposterous and crazy. I love Roseanne Barr, Janine Garofalo, um, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. I have a Roseanne story for you. Oh, I love Roseanne. I, love, I like Roseanne too. She, you know, she was severe, severe trauma stuff, right? And she, I was. Uh, You've done talk show stuff, right? You know how they yes. groom you for the talk show. First you do the prep, you do the pre-interview, and then the, that producer meets you and you're in the makeup chair and they're like, what are you going to say with this? And what are you going to say then? What are you going to say then? I'm like, so oh. natural. Just yeah, so and I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to say whatever. Don't just relax. <laughs> and uh, she goes, oh, Rosanna, I can't wait to meet you. She, I, I ta- was talking then about empowering women and things that I think are important. And uh, this is now 15 years ago. What? I'm hearing. Go ahead. Okay. And, and, and 15 <laughs> years ahead. ago, this is professional, right, uh, uh, broadcasting. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I'm in the makeup chair, and this woman's like, "She's just woman, can I?" Which is woman. Roseanne's all about empowering women. She loves your message about that. She can't wait to. So I go, "Good, all right, we'll have a nice conversation about it." So I walk out in the hall with this producer, and the segment producer, and there's Roseanne. We meet each other in the hall, and, she, and I go, "Hey, nice to meet you. I understand you want to talk about this. I forget what I was saying specifically." And she goes, "Women, f women, f all women. They should be destroyed and killed. F all women." And I was like. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is my producer. Would you like, like uh, okay. And the producer's sitting there like, oh, that's Rosanna. So now fast forward. We have a nice – we had a good show. It was Carol and I. It was actually she – was, she was actually a really good talk show host, Rosanna, because you never knew what, where, where she was going. And at the end, we're up the stage and, you know, doing the, the Johnny Carson thing where you talk amongst yourself while the credits are rolling. And she came back to me. This is like two hours later. And she goes, hey, you know what I said to you in the hall? She goes, let me tell you what that was talking about. She goes – 
my mom knew I was being sexually abused and she didn't anything, do anything about it. And I don't think we should let women off the hook when they do things like that. So I was thinking about that at the time. I just wanted you to know. And I go, oh, okay. Could have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could have clued me in. in yeah. but, but, but it was funnier this way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, she had a purpose and she stayed with her and she yes. explained it to me later. And I, really, I, was always, I was always grateful that she explained it and it, it was actually an important point. Yes. That that I was letting I, I forget what we were talking about, but somehow in that I was overlooking some things that women need to be held accountable for. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think it's very complicated in comedy and with women. And Phyllis Diller, I think, was the first to point it out when a woman holds a microphone. This is what I like about Roseanne. Uh, when she wields power, you control a room. You're mm-hmm. holding the phallus in your hand, and you're telling everyone to suck it. And you listen to me. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> uh, right, which you <clears throat> excuse me, you think would be it, it's coming into not being so taboo. There's, I think the millennials are cooler well, with us. Our, our daughter did a thesis on this on Joan really? Rivers. Oh yeah, and she said oh, she Joan. she pointed out to me that my my daughter pointed out that. Joan Rivers was the first attractive young female to stand up with a microphone that wasn't singing in front of a band. Wow. She said before that, when women were comedians, they had to have a character. They had to be a clown, yeah. right? Yeah. They had Phyllis, to be mom's baby. Phyllis Diller, mom's baby. They had to have a character. They couldn't just be themselves trying to be funny. And, and then the fact that she made fun of herself yes. was even more stunning. The self-deprecation was key. And Phyllis Diller had a huge rack, by the way. She was a D-sized... she never talked about it. She never showed anybody. No. And in fact, she had dresses made to conceal those honkers. Interesting. The moo-moos. And she had boots made that cut her leg at the ugliest point of her leg, is what she would say. And she'd do the crazy hair and stuff. The crazy hair. Which started from being on the road. She couldn't afford to have her hair professionally bleached. So she would do it in the sink and she fried her own hair. That's how the story goes. Then she wore wigs later. I'm learning some words tonight. I've got to write this down. Honkers. <laughs> got it. Flap okay. wagons. I met her when I was 11. No kidding. Oh. Where? She was at something that my dad, uh, the Ford, she was a rep for, or she was the representative. Hired, hired celebrity, celebrity for Oh, she was Ford. entertaining yeah. the group there at the Ford Aerospace. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Interesting. I, don't know. I can't remember. I was only eleven. I can't remember. So let's right. let's continue. But she was wild in person. Continue to talk oh, about yeah. this this the the stuff that's bothering us today. Uh, my friend Leanne Tweeden at KBC Radio. She's uh, in the morning show. I'm in the show that follows. Um, known Leanne for twenty years. She's a substantial person, and she came forward today with this this report that um, Senator Al Franken had kissed He's her. He's going he down. Forced her into a a. a, a, a Stuck his tongue down her throat is what she said, and then took a picture pretending to massage her boobs, and then you know was it so really crazy. yeah disturbed her and made her unhappy, and she did not think it was going to be that big a deal. She thought it was going to be like well you know there's more we got to empower women we got to have this keep this conversation going, but it's turned into this international <laughs> event. She did Jake Tapper interviewed her for thirty minutes today. I was watching going Jesus is he ever going to stop? And um, I don't think I I personally oh, well I know Leanne doesn't want Al Franken to lose his job. She yeah. absolutely categorically he's does not going like I think that's he's a, going down. But that's the part that bothers me about all of this. <laughs> no, that, because because Doug Jones is going to win Alabama. I believe the people of Alabama. Here's an interesting thing about the the Roy Moore thing. As long as people from Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, Boston think everybody from Alabama is an idiot, right? You will have the society you have. Right. Doug Jones also lives in Alabama. Doug Jones was born in Alabama. Doug, Doug Jones 
fought to bring to justice the killers of the four Alabama children who were killed in Birmingham, right? Mm-hmm. He lives there too. So when you're criticizing Alabama all the time, calling them rednecks and hip, you're just forgetting the the, pe- the good people of that region in the well, United States. That, that is, and we've got to stop doing that. That is, that is a mm-hmm. truth that prevails all uh, sort of talking down to the citizenship. Yeah, but whether the, it's telling them how to think, how to act, how to talk, so or telling thought, them what they are see, or not. This is why we need a philosopher king, you guys. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> this need, democracy thing, it's not working out. No, but you don't know? you think don't you think so Doug Jones is going to win? They're they're going to do their damnedest to get rid of a democrat, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I You're right politically, baby. I think baby. he's gone. But well, let's but let's keep yeah. this conversation going the, the, in that the where are we going with this sexual uh what are we calling it? the allegation? What sexual? We're going to keep going misconduct. with it until it's somebody none of us can stomach, like Obama or some sacred person. Well, they're, they're starting but to bring Clinton back. If it was to, Obama, to really look at what well, he did. I remember that one? What yeah. if Obama? What if it's Obama? He did horrible stuff. What happens then? Then we're our. What whole... if in college Obama did something inappropriate? Well, don't they say that? What was the big, the first disillusionment of America? Was it Nixon? Was it Watergate? Was the first disillusionment that the American people had? That was a big one. Vietnam Vietnam was right there with it. So those those are two big disillusioning experiences. And I think that if if it were to be an Obama, someone really, really beloved, revered, or, yes, yeah. we are in for some kind of massive psychic collapse. <laughs> 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 um, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. Well, I, but you know, Al, Al Frank is not far off because he's thought being, he's thought of as you know a. a it doesn't help that she's a conservative. Cons- if wait, wait. She what did he do? Liberal, okay, wait. It would be different. Let me just wrap my head. What did he do? He took pictures. Pretend, he he. She said they were on a USO tour. And uh, he he was kept kind of doing inappropriate things with her, you know. He put right, put a picture of the devil over her, where she, you know, it's, it's silly stuff, right, but, right. but inappropriate, making her uncomfortable. He's going to bring up the photo so you yeah, can I mean, see. I see those what did you call well, breasts earlier? Because you're honkers, female. Honkers, 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 there's the, there's the honk. grabbing of the honker. She's asleep on a plane, yeah. <laughs> and he took this picture while she Me was asleep. I did not. I Bob I mean, didn't bring up the honkers word. That was your the, word. But that's not what the, what bothered her. What she didn't even know about this. But what bothered her was they were. They there was some skit they were doing and they had to kiss on the skit and Al Franken insisted they rehearse the kiss. She they were going I'm not comfortable, I'm not comfortable, and they agreed. Okay, I'll tell you, well, we, you go right, I'll go left, and we'll we'll peck on the cheek. And they went, all right, all right, I'll rehearse it. So he she goes in for the peck. He grabs her head and sticks his tongue down her throat, oh, yeah. and uh, she wasn't happy with that. And had to literally push him away with both hands. She said, yeah. And uh, he never apologized. And she's been around him a few times, and you know, let him know and you know, know in certain terms she was mad at him about something yeah. and he didn't seem to get it so, oh boy yeah good times well then he he was yeah. he was drawing pictures of her yeah. as a devil yes on just the, to be funny yes he was doing funny he was, he was see the, that's the problem with comics man is that we're inappropriate for a living I know that's Not, why being a comic's dangerous territory right about yeah, now yeah that's what worries me because I see the, the picture with Al Franken and the booby thing and you're yeah. like alright like I can see that could have been me, and fraternity. I would have been like, <laughs> whatever, bunch of swinging dicks, you know, big deal. <laughs> exactly. That's I used to hanging out with these dudes, you know. Yeah, yeah. But the well, tongue down the throat is not yeah, cool. But, well, ever. this is what you're referring to as something Susan and I have been talking a lot about lately. Is wh- how do you manage what men do and are, and how do you let them know where the boundary is? How, how do you manage that? Well, I'll tell you. As as I'm in a male field, I yeah. feel like there's just a force field of like 
don't f with me. So you I've put it out. Really That's what lucky. she said. That some ass. some women yeah. are able to. We talked to hard ass. we talked to yeah. Tani Katain. She said she'd never been treated Especially inappropriately. In the place. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been privy to club owners that have invited me back to the jacuzzi with their wife because they're swingers, and even that was like it was even kind of politely done, and I was like, mm, no thanks, you know. <laughs> do you think it's because when I, when do they ever get somebody to go? God, yes. <laughs> But but <laughs> oh, I've been waiting for this offer. Thank you. Well, that's what's so weird know. about the stuff that men pull. That oh, somebody God. must reinforce it yeah. somewhere, otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it. But it's uh, who, who liked Weinstein's maneuver? I don't know, but I'm just saying. Uh, um, yeah, who when who when they uh, who when they knocked down his hotel room door and he was naked with his robe open went finally. <laughs> Yes. yes. Uh, well, here's what I always wonder with these Weinstein's and the Cosby's of the world: the wives don't know. How do the wives not? Is it just the guy? Drew, the guy you in, you, in you, Penn you, State well, said the, it, the guy in Penn State's wife Wait, claims she didn't know. Oh, how would yes. you not? How would if you knew? You, you would know, know instinctively. She would know. You would too, right? Are you kidding yeah. me? I know what my. I'm like the FBI, CIA. Yeah. I know what he's doing all the time. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? What are you doing? When are you coming back? You know what's the code to your phone don't worry I know it already I'm in there I know everything he's doing yeah. he farts I know what he had for lunch yeah, yeah. so I don't know how you're not on top of your husband right yeah. Well, oh my goodness that, yeah, that yeah. didn't come out right no no that's well, you right know what I mean. but, but go ahead so eyes almost, on bro I almost think that they're they're so well off they're kind of like they're afraid to lose their job too Who? what do you mean if they call out their husband oh. I mean all these women are always afraid to lose their job or they don't want to lose their a, job as wife or lose their, lose, have the husband the lose his job women are worried about how status how is what it, you're saying yeah. how it's going to result if they call this guy out well, here's, here's what I wonder mm. now, I mean I know think... people who have husbands are like that too and they stay with them anyways yeah what it's for the business. handbags for <laughs> yeah, free stuff much, or every year I mean, make another 50 million dollars you know you're another but, 50 million dollars but if you divorce don't you get half of that I know it's and then California. you don't have to deal with that's the guy that's what I always you say do, but there might be another hundred next year yeah but you're still you can how make much a, money how much do you need it's you how much do you know, mean? Why is that not ew to you? It's ew. No, that's what I. <laughs> I'm think. with Christina. I'm not it's ew. But basically, do you think? You. Do you think? Do you think that some women are hungry for attention? I'm not being pejorative about this because if I take the three of you, Susan, Christina, and and Tawny, you guys don't. You don't need. You're not asking for it. You don't. Doesn't. You could take it or leave it. You're, I'm sure you like it if somebody says you look nice or whatever, but you don't have any need for it. Right, right. Some women need a little bit of – I want to be it. taken seriously. Okay. I don't well, want to be like uh, objectified at right. work. So that's what – I, I is that, absolutely that same? refuse. Absolutely. Yeah. There, is yeah. a, there is a force field of do but, not but F I, with I t- me. I talked to some people on the radio there were like, I need, I like that for men. I like that attention. I oh, need that. And I was no. like, well, then it's going to start coming in ways that you don't want. Yes. Right. If you even allow a tiny well, bit I like in that attention, but in the workplace, it's just no way, Jose. No, I mean, I like to be attractive to men, but I just don't. In the workplace, if it ever happened to me, I would just shut it down. So yeah, but bad. in the workplace, for you, is a sort of a nefarious environment. It's like a <laughs> bar. But I've always been one of the boys in a, in a way. I'm sure I'm not truly, but uh, I've always. That's been always my approach. And I don't, I, I also dress like a dude. I don't know. I don't, I just don't court the energy. And I think you had this discussion with Tawny Katane when she was on here. Yep. <clears throat> about but, her, she talked about having her breasts reduced and not, I'm not to say that you, 
She I, knows she did. She, like she said she put them on for the wrong you're, kind you're of attention. You're scared of something. You're scared well, of just saying what you say, think. Like, I know. Why you, we can't all live in fear of saying what we think? Why? Jeez, I know. But that is the thing of like, because okay, look, let's look at we're, the rehab. We're afraid of show. a bunch of people with the phone going. I no, don't I like know. that. But I don't let, like. But that. let's look at celebrity rehab or yeah. or when you usually have these girls that are in porn. Yeah. What What do you do? You make them wipe the makeup. Yeah. Off. That's number one. Strip it down. So call them by their name. Call them by their real name. And why is that? Because this front they put on is not real. It's a false front. We found that of that's one thing I learned about celebrities. They often have a fake name. They don't, they're not using their real names ever, and it's they all have that. Swifty, Swifty, remember Swifty? But, but but what also doesn't that court a certain type of man? Doesn't oh sure, that court certain sure. type of sure. behavior out in the world, societal. It, it, whatever. It, it's it, they, we we. Whether they want it or not, and you can argue about you know trying to adjust the male response, but they are they are clues, they're cues that people respond to. Right. Not, like, but then again, you know there are girls who don't do that stuff and they get assaulted. I'm of sure, course, you know, of course. Listen, we're not saying always or never, and we're not judging either. Yeah. We're not saying you should or shouldn't. They can do whatever they want. But we're we're obviously going through something, and everybody's trying to figure it out. Yeah, I am too. I kind of like I'm reserving judgment on this because I'm like something's doing, and it's good. It's, it's not not bad. It's good. I mean, it's, yes. it's a reordering in a positive way. It's just how where is that place? Where are we going? I'd like to be a part of. Don't the, assault women. Yeah, well, that's an easy Keep one. Keep it in your pants. Well, but it, Al Franken was that an assault? Well, he wanted to rehearse the kiss over and over again, and she was like, "I don't know why you want to do it." And he was insisting. He was like desperate to do it and it was it that's sort of an assault okay. when somebody shoves their tongue in your mouth like that it's it, it is an assault yeah that's just especially gross. when you're doing a shtick thing with a kiss and the girl's supposed to blush being that girl is never fun Susan's well, not a because i've had that i've had that part <laughs> yeah and you've i've been... done it i've been uh, but i you know i've never been assaulted i've had to play the part but i never was assaulted because i just I guess I put off that vibe. Well, Drew, would you ever uh, insist on <laughs> no. practicing the kiss? Neither would no. you, right? Because yeah. you no. guys are decent dudes and you know yeah. the difference between appropriate and inappropriate. Yes, and, I think so. And now we're I having think so. to I, say but, that. I, but, I, but we also have a new generation of men that are scared. And I'd like them to have real specific guidelines so they yeah. can know exactly where they're, they're getting. Millennials are hearing this. They get it. They're just now they're like, well, what the hell? Right. Where, what right. do we do not do? How do we, you know. That's the next TV show, Millennial Sex Ed, guys. Ooh. You got to bring sex back Loveline. You, you got to do Loveline again. Well, we're going to be so busy with this sex molester show. <laughs> Sexual, Sexual assault, assault rehab. rehab. <laughs> no, but like you said that. something understanding that it's power. Celebrity. Rehab. Hey, yeah. celebrity. You got to do celebrities, not regular people. <laughs> power control. Because celebrities are not like us. Right? Power control. Yeah, power control. so what, what Humiliation is... Humiliation rehab. So what's going on? What's power? What is that about? You, uh, that how, is about how? little boys being humiliated by mom. And, and crushed their always. little souls being crushed the serial killer right yeah. it's always a mom you watch the mind hunter my husband does I'm terrified I can't oh, so good it's so good stop it you guys it's I can't so do I can't good. do murders and serial. but but so so like Harvey Weinstein's mother uh, what humiliates him tortures him and then he takes it out on women he then later. no then then he feels small and humiliated and worthless so he has to go into the world and build himself Conquer. up Conquer. To, to something gigantic so he can keep himself buttressed against that small feeling and then when it comes to sex and sexuality out comes those primitive feelings and activities and so he's humiliating he's aggressing against he's showing his power 
and it becomes for the average you know heterosexual male is like why is that even yeah. that's not ugh. yeah what are you doing bro that's not sexual it's like what is that it's weird it's, yeah it's weird like yeah. the plant I think the, he was a weird looking guy and he couldn't get what he wanted well there's that his that wife unf- is beautiful so right I mean <laughs> okay so then we that brings us to a no, whole nother rabbit's hole which is yeah okay let's say Melania Trump right why does she marry an older, overweight, kind of not spray the brightest tan. guy, Rich spray tanned, yeah. weird guy? Why? Handbags, money. <laughs> oh my so God. why Shoes? is that not open for criticism oh, in our society? Oh, it is. No, I, you can't. If I try to, I think oh, it's revolting, do you think it's open right. for criticism? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Oh, either. you're attacking the, the, the a woman. You I mean, can't criticize her. Oh, I see. I see. You can't well, criticize why, her here, here's for marrying him. Here's, here's why you can't. Because it's an exchange. Sex is also a form of exchange, right? It's been. It's the first institution that ever was. It's a business model. It's. I'm a hot. I stay hot. I stay fuckable. I still fuck you. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Right. Facebook sorry. Live. <laughs> um, Two children just sorry, lost guys, their minds. Comedians. comedians. But that's the exchange. So it's actually a form of contract. I was in law school for two weeks, and I remember in contract <laughs> class. Was there any other professional or, or graduate school you didn't go to? <laughs> <laughs> I've tried it all. I've tried it all. My life is yeah. No, but uh, but, but it's a form of contract. But no, I'm just interested in cultural norms why is it that you can't criticize the model who marries the old billionaire Ah, okay because because the feminist movement now will call that empowerment they will say oh but you're so sexually liberated that you're using your body uh, to benefit you phenomenon it's it's uh, in my opinion it's kind of a false sense of power. If you want to get real power, let's get in the White House. Let's start making the money. You know, if you, I feel liberated doing porn. Why don't you own the company that makes the porn? That to me is the real, that's the power move, you know, but whatever. That's just well, the, the, <laughs> the, the existential the, you. The other, the, other, the other kinds of uh, co-opting power that you're talking about, like being a porn star. Being co-opting the, power, that's yeah, the phrase it, it's, where I like It's that. also essentially the Stockholm Syndrome. Uh-huh. It, it's and it's also something that people enslaved would do. They'd identify with their captors and they would adopt all their stuff and say they were they were good to them and all this kind of business. So you think Melania is uh, Stockholm? Of <laughs> sorts. <laughs> Could be. I don't know them, but who knows? Yeah. Okay, here's another thing. Do you think African American comedians can get away with things that white comedians can't? Because we yeah. were on the Burt podcast. What's Burt Kreischer. Yeah. And he was going off about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If I'm a, a woman can say things men can't say, a black comedian can say what they want to say. Yes. Whoever's marginalized in society wields the mouth power. That's okay. So the, so the power that's going after these white powerful men, right? Yeah. It doesn't veer off going towards, uh, towards language that's used by other people, right? That's, I, I, that, I didn't get that either. The, the idea that I think, just for instance, Chris Rock can say things that no one else can say. Yes. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that- he's marginalized in society. He does you can you can punch you can punch up, you can't punch down in comedy. That's just the rule. Or even across. Maybe across. You can do yeah. lateral. I can. I can. You, you just came at Bert Kreischer and just, cry, you just nailed him. <laughs> Who? Never heard of that guy. He's not very famous. Where's his Netflix? I don't know. <laughs> Bert Kreischer. So if Bart you were, it, during the election, if you were to criticize Hillary Clinton, what would have happened? I'm allowed to. She's a white lady. No, you I mean, are? you can go lateral. You, you can? You can punch laterally. Saying, I don't know. I, I can I'm crap listening. on celebrities. 
Uh, bl- white blonde girls. I look like Melania, so I can say whatever you I do. want. <laughs> <laughs> you somebody asked her if she bleaches her her butthole. Oh, somebody oh asked her, and then she said no. But my husband uses a spray tan. <laughs> I was like, wow, Christina. Whoa. Why did you ask her that? <laughs> president's wife. This is the president. Who asked of the her that? It was in. I. You know how your phone like you know pops up and stuff comes up. I think it's the Onion said this. It's the Onion, <laughs> Susan. I, I think you better take a look at who said. <laughs> that that is the so funniest. I can say that because uh, I am a white woman so, who looks like Melania. So, but yeah. look, but the Onion can say that because they're the Onion. The point yeah. I'm trying to make is yes. I was critical of Hillary Clinton, and some friends of mine, female friends of mine, wanted me dead. Yes. Right. What? Yeah. What? 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 Well, right. that's reasonable, Bob. <laughs> no, no, but but how can we survive like this? Until stuff equals out a bit more. So here's what I think what's going on in society is the equalizing of things. So you, you forget the women's movement is fairly new, as is civil rights. We're only talking about, what, the 1960s? When could women vote, Drew? When did this happen? 20, 28. 28? Was it I that think, late? I think. So it's like, yeah, we're when you look at the human, the grand scheme of things, we haven't really gone so far. Or we have gone. We're going far in a very short time because of technology. So this is like the pendulum is kind of, it's going to go all over the place because of the internet. And and nothing, I'm going to tell you something, nothing affects our social historical sort of phenomenology to use your I like that yeah. mm-hmm. to use your start with Hegel mm-hmm. uh, so, thank you <laughs> Ms. Flossberg German uh, uh, that nothing affects the phenomenology of the human more than biological change mm-hmm. and when we developed antibiotics and people didn't need to die of STDs until AIDS came around to challenge that a little bit and developed birth control that that sort of unmoored us from a biology that we'd been with the entirety of human evolution. Right. Of course things are going to change. Of course they're going to change. So that's just the male-female piece that's changing. And and plus now we're in mixing in different ways and the cultures are coming in different ways and communicating in different ways. Going to change things. It's got. It's got to. It's got to have rather fierce consequences. It seems to me. I. That's a really astute observation, man. That was great. So I think the antibiotics like are a big one, and people don't really realize that. Antibi- yes, because you died. What in the medieval period? Thirty-five. You died from everything. You died. You died <laughs> if you got a urinary tract infection. You <laughs> did. Right. UTIs yeah. were deadly. That's you, bananas. <laughs> yeah, you die of skin infections. Everyone gone. Staph death. Dead by sepsis. Now. Yeah, you'd be long yes, gone. Yes, long. Uh, STDs. You'd be, ooh, forget that. You get especially you know, this one. See, they didn't have the chance to die of cancer for many centuries. Yeah, but now we have cancer. Yeah. And, and by the way, the new model. And models, when we cure that, oh my God. Well, the uh, new model. We're no. we're getting close. Let me tell you something. Cancer is an exciting place to be right now. I'm in a lot of research with the Prostate Cancer <laughs> <Exciting>. Foundation. <laughs> And Listen to that sentence. Cancer is an exciting really place funny. to be right it now. Is. Yeah, it's, it is. It's going to be – the treatments are going to be very much like uh, infectious disease, the way we go about – you know, you, you, No, it's not the fact that it's just immunotherapy. It's the way we attack the, the, the tumor is going to be very similar to the way we attack by bacteria. It's very interesting. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't seem very efficient So then now. what will people die of other than guns and suicide? <laughs> <laughs> well, they will die of – Drugs. A- still drugs. 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 They'll die of age, and people don't seem to understand what that is. They. You know what you said many years ago on Loveline? I or whenever you go, you know what? People seem to forget that we are biological beings they, who break down. They can't stand that. We, they just forget yes. even the breakdown part. We are biological. That's, That's right. What we are. We're these biological beings, and that that has Tell real about implications. The cell thing. At a cellular level, yeah. something kicks on. When seventy two or seventy six or seventy eight, you said. You said something like that one time, uh, and you're aging, and you're just going off a cliff. 
Like it accelerates. <laughs> well, it does accelerate. It's a good old. Yeah. No, you know what I said? I said men. I said men. Yeah. Have, well, that's the only ones I've yeah. <laughs> When it comes to death. Yeah. No, what I told no, them was you're going to live to be like 103. I don't want to. What for? What's the, the point? The, the men, the wheels come off the wagon during their 70s. Is that so, right? Yeah, the, generally speaking. But if they make it through, oh, they're usually pretty hope. good. They're usually pretty good for several years That's when that. your body breaks Just down. stuff starts happening. Just stuff starts going on. 70? 70s. Things start. Susan's like, we got to travel before that. We got to be Waiting for him in the walker. A couple decades to go here. I gotta work on this. <laughs> Wait, what happened? I mean, you're just talking like cancer. He said, you said and something turns and on and at a cellular. No, level. it's not that. It, I, no, no, it's not. It's just that's what seems. That's been my observation. That, and that women, we're later. Women, oh, it's it's, keep on it's much less. My auntie Abby lived to be 96. She was deaf and blind, I, I but she was still going. Women, it's much more of a, of a slope, God, a steady Andy slope went. through the 80s. While yeah. men, it's like boom, 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 and then they then they're like. Okay, all right, made it. And then they can kind of come out of it a little bit too. So oh, it's ter- I never want to lose my husband. We're so such here's, a bonded pair. Do you think about death a lot? Because I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, obsessed I do. about it. Let's I, talk I about death. I love so it. My uncle Jerry. <laughs> what time do we have to abandon <laughs> this show? We good? All right. My, Sorry, my uncle Jerry uh, uh, ironically came to a book signing I had, and I hadn't seen him in about 15 years, and he was in his 90s. And I said, You know, Uncle Jerry, you ever think about how you lived? Like all his brothers died at 58, 62, 61, 64. <sighs> and I was like, how is it you live this long? Because I'm concerned about the genetics. Like, how long does a forest live, right? And he well, goes, never resilient. smoked, never drank. Oh, well. Never oh. smoked, never drank. Well, I'm going, never smoked, never drank since... <laughs> 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 But you've got like 1996. But you, you and I too, the Eastern Blocker stuff. We got cockroach DNA. But I, I got the Ashkenazi Jew garbage. Oh, that's, yeah, that's bad stuff. Yeah, I've that's heard bad about stuff. that. <laughs> what about you, Susan? How's your DNA? Oh, it's oh, hundred. Her dad lived to be hundred. Yeah, yeah. Hundred. My butthole when I'm. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on that cruise ship around the world. <laughs> That's Facebook's really going to love it. What's going on on Facebook? Do they have any questions for us or comments or anything? You're monitoring, um, huh? They want to know who Burnt Chrysler was. Burnt, Burnt Chrysler? <laughs> Burnt Chrysler. Oh, the, the fattest working comedian known to man. We don't know who he is. None of us do. Oh, I've never heard of him either. I lost my page. Sorry. Now, he went through Sober October. Yes, yes he yeah, did. Yeah, he and told we me he was going to drive me onto Rogan's show and then magically didn't. I don't know what the deal was. Well, so. we'll talk later. We'll figure yes, something please, out. Yes, please. Thank you. Um, yeah, he did it. I'm very surprised. I was not. I, I coached him up at the very beginning. He was in a panic. Yeah. And he called me like, am I going to be okay? I'm gonna, I have to fly? Like, Bert's going to be fine. I've always it's found it's it. really easy to stay sober for short periods of time. Yeah. It's oh. long Staying periods of time that are very problem. difficult. So Staying if it sober. were a 90-day challenge. As long as you know. Like, I would say a year. If you guys really want to F with him, <laughs> say, put, put some real money down, though. Everybody's going to have to pitch in get 100 <laughs> grand out there in oh, front of him. 100 grand. Stay, don't drink or take drugs for a year. He cannot do that. I guarantee no, you. Bert's a, Bert's a binge <laughs> user, though. Bert's a, the, yeah, a let's year, talk about Bert's A year is a long time, Drew. So, Drew, what? Yeah, you think it's binge party guy? It's the binge alcohol, the yeah. Frat. And they're easier. They're harder to nail down. They're a little slippier because they they can control it for long periods of time. Not a year. They, <laughs> well, may, maybe not. I, I, I've never tried that with uh, bribing a binge alcoholic. It'd be interesting. Does bribery work for sobriety? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. It motivates. <laughs> all, oh, yeah. all kinds of motivators oh, yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I had yeah. no idea. I thought you had to be motivated from this? within the change. You know, no, it doesn't matter where it starts. You, you love celebrity them. rehab, right? Yeah. So I had the aftercare. The last four seasons, three seasons, I had the aftercare, right? And these people were obsessed with their last check, right? I'm sure it's a fortune. They were compensated. <laughs> they were, right? were paid So well. I kept telling yeah. some of the not brightest ones I'm not gonna, that you weren't going to get your check unless you stayed sober. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. You guys should have done it that worked. the whole it worked. time. I was like, and so one of them did use drugs and got arrested. I said, dude, you're not going to get your last check. And he's like, no. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm going to get a lawyer. No. <laughs> Good luck. Wait, how much do you think lawyers cost, dum-dum? Yeah, there goes your paycheck. So anyways, I think you can, you, certainly those at home that have loved one that's, that's suffering and causing you suffering, you can motivate them by your giving them a bottom line. You know, it's pain and suffering that motivates people in the right direction. Sometimes bribery works, right? What is freedom? Here's the thing. I got sober because the judge told me if I didn't stay sober, I was going to prison. That's a good motivator. Freedom was bribery. I didn't think in terms of like going to prison because it's hard when that's hanging over your head for three years, right? You can't think about prison and what might happen there to a little guy like me. Yeah. Right? Very what, what but you can yeah. think about freedom. Like I, and my sobriety started to be about freedom right off the bat. Like I remain free. I can do what I want as long as I stay sober. Dude, be what I want to be. Like, yeah. hi. <laughs> the Peter Fonda's speech. Because they'll take you into custody like that back in the day. But nowadays they, they don't. That, um, prison's where they find all the drugs, right? Isn't that where the best drugs are nowadays? Yeah, it's it's also where people find God a lot. Ooh. God's there. Sobriety's there. Cool. Yeah. It works, yeah, yeah, right? right. Whatever. Exactly, whatever works. That's exactly right. It's, it's crazy. So uh, I have a friend named Mary Loins who went to school with you. I love her. She said, did Christina discuss her feminine lessons from our older Irish nun high school teachers? She is brilliant. I, yeah. I know that about her. I picked that up immediately. Everybody's in your, in your, saying how brilliant, yeah, yeah. brilliant I, okay, people are. You hide it. You hide it a little bit. Well, Christina, <laughs> you do. Do I? Yes. Are we making you uncomfortable? I, I hope so. <laughs> there was, I'm, or, I'm either un- misunderstood the question or you had feminist women's studies in Catholic school? Negative. No, we had feminist teachers. We had wonderful teachers at this all-girls school. I oh, that to. weren't nuns. Yeah, you had civilians that taught and there oh, were nuns who yeah, taught. Yeah. And they taught us horrible things about sex ed. Like when a, you know that phrase, um, blue... Yes. Say, yeah. This nun said it was when a man gets cold. He, yeah. And then we were like. Well, that's true. That's, <laughs> that is, is true. it? <laughs> yeah. That's true. But that's, yeah, not, what not, the, that's not what it's referring to. Yeah. Silly. No. So silly. Uh, they taught you that in high school? Yeah. Sex ed in like 10th grade, which is way too late. I mean, by 10th grade. <laughs> when did you graduate high school? 94. So that was the AIDS epidemic time. Heck yeah. yeah. And they weren't giving you Dude, real info? AIDS ruined my college experience. Mm. Like, I would have been getting it in a lot more had Sorry. it not been <laughs> for the AIDS terror that was rained on us. Was it as bad in England, too? Uh, I didn't hook up. No, I did. I hooked up with Americans. Um, no. Now yeah. they're way less hysterical. Okay, good. Yeah. Way less hysterical. Every time I hear Oxford, I think of two things. Bill Clinton, now you, yeah. and Tom York. Oh, and I used to see him Radio- walking around. Did you really? This is right when Radiohead was like... Radiohead's from Oxford. Yes. Did you know that? Wow. And we used to see him walking around, going to with pubs the eye, and with gigs. The eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool. Super cool. Did you go see them when they were there? Uh, my friends did. At the time, I didn't even know who they were. And someone was like, dude, that's Radiohead right there. And I was like, what? Who? And then later, I put it together. 
You should lie now and say you saw them in a little club there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so cool. I'm not that cool. I'm not that cool. What's that? What you got, Miss Producer, you're saying wrap it up? Wrap Wrap it up. That's what you're saying? Wrap it up. Mama's got to go to bed. Wrap it up. Uh, Christina, it is a privilege. I hope we'll... Great uh, to meet you. You guys are my favorite, and this has been the best. What's that? You have a million plugs. I know. I'm going to give all the plugs to relax here. Uh, Hydrolite? Hydrolite. Yeah. Let's all. The let's all. Like we should house. all go out to dinner sometime with the Kreischers and, and you know everybody. Bob, you come the on now. To the okay. valley? I don't know. <laughs> no, we're going to be mid- midway somewhere. <laughs> if you guys want to keep talking about something else, you may. But he has to. Re- he has to talk. About go. Pimpers. All right. Then go I do my plugs. Oh, that's what she was mad at. The plugs. The plugs. The plugs. The plugs. <laughs> okay. So last we have. House. We have the last house, which we think is a pretty cool sober living here in Los Angeles, and uh, you can check out the interview we do with the uh, director there. Uh, also, our friends at Hydrolite, the effervescent tablets that uh, tell you can replace an IV fluid repletion. So those of you that are – yes. That's it, cool. Yes. I, I envisioned that a long time ago, and now here Dang. it is. I'm thinking this uh, is going to keep me alive. Don't forget uh, <laughs> me and Mike Kath. We're going to be at the Ice House December 5th with Emily Morris joining oh. us. Yes, doing a live podcast oh. there. Uh, check out the Dr. Drew podcast, the Adam and Drew podcast, the Weekly Infusion with Dr. Bruce, the Thing with Mike KBC 790 podcast. Uh the Midday Live KBC show, which is the same radio station that Leanne Tweeden, now everyone knows, is on. Uh, oh, check out. Gonna be, I imagine so there'll be in. some news cameras down there tomorrow. Oh, Drew, today was a, no, no, no. Today, today they actually took a conference room and turned it into a press conference. Every news outlet on earth was there. Yeah. I mean, oh, everybody. Uh, and Bob's and you podcast. you think he's not going down. It's a brave thing to do. And Bob's podcast, Don't Die. Don't Die podcast. <laughs> we'll just go to rehabbob.com. <laughs> Rehabbob.com. Go <laughs> don't I never die. promote my Bob, Well, no, I'm, I'm nothing positive ever. <laughs> just don't die. <laughs> How about live? It's, it's you strange. live. That's what we call our yes, podcast. I know. You yeah, live. This life and don't die. Those are my two podcasts. <laughs> uh, go to doctor.com. Support us. It's the holidays. We could use some help with these podcasts. Click through on the Amazon banner there. And, you um, have to listen to the podcast. Just subscribing doesn't work any anymore. You have to actually listen, or at least listen to a minute. So yes, well, or just plug, push, push on, and don't have the volume push, on. Yeah, when, you're, when you're in the shower, <laughs> just push the on button. Uh, Christina Netflix special. I cannot recommend it strongly enough. It's called Mother Inferior. It is funny. You, you'll see why. I said immediately we must have her in here. Her Twitter handle is at Christina P. You also said she's going to be really huge one day. Oh, did I say that? I can see that. To the top. Guys. Yeah, I was like, I was this one, this one. Don't blow it. Don't blow it with some it. sexual harassment I, thing. Oh, you're up there. I'm so not fun. I'm the least fun of anything. I, I, do I have a feeling the wind's going to blow the other way, and it's going to be women. <laughs> she grabbed me. Uh, that yeah. would be equal, wouldn't it, if yeah. we started going after? Yeah, go do it. Go. I'll, I'll, I'll serve myself That's up. True. You can do uh, it. <laughs> your mom's house podcast. Your mom's house podcast. to be sexually harassed. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Anytime. Uh, At that's, our age, we'll take That's anyway. Deep Bro Podcast is the other one you should going see. Going on that cruise. Uh, check out, uh, there's some guy named Burt Kreischer that uh, yeah. I think Christina and Tom know. Not, not very popular. He's, not very he's good. really yeah. an unpopular dude. He's big. He's fat. He's fat. How fat was he when when you guys saw him last? Well, I, he was sitting he down. He was sitting, sitting down, down, but then yeah. he did that video with him coming out of the pool in a speedo, and I was like, "Disgusting, dude!" Yeah, pool looked good though. The, the new pool they put in the backyard is nice. Yeah. yeah. You ever have any? You never had any English boyfriends there when you were there. You know what, man? They love speedos. The dude, English they were guys. just kind of like they didn't have any game. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't want to talk to American girls. They didn't oh, know really? how to spit game. They were kind of lame. 
They didn't they wear come speedos, up to. right? In summer? I don't like speedos. I know. It's gross. My dad Somebody wears wants to know if like. you're going to Maui with Tommy. I am. She I'm is. not performing. Tom's got to put it to uh, Maui? Nice. In December. Nice. How fun. I'm going to tell you where we're staying. Okay. Well, Internet. Yeah, yeah, I'll right. tell you later. You're right. You're right. Yes, of course. I forget this thing at all. Other people <laughs> like you listen. Uh, I had a bunch of emails, you guys, but we were too interested in talking to Christina no, and talking about what's going on in the world. Fine. Yeah. We, we will try to get to them, I promise. That was just in case you uh, Don't there, die here, to those one. people whose lives might have depended <laughs> on that email. Don't here, here die one, until <laughs> next podcast. Here's one, though. Horrible title, Bob. We need to work on that. Support from my friends here. Dr. Love Your Stuff. But how can you still work with that Corolla character? Such a full-blown functioning alcoholic. Uh, can't you say, I can't be with you anymore if you choose to live like this? Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. sure. Well, I'll just do that. I, I don't think Adam's He'd an have al- to leave Adam's me, too. Adam's not an alcoholic. No, so. He would yeah. never lose control enough to be an alcoholic. Yeah. That's how I, I'm like. I have control stuff, too. Yeah. And that's why I never became. Uh, couldn't go. You couldn't that go. I don't have fun. That's, no why I don't, fun. I, that's why I never like pot. Pot makes you feel like, I don't know when it's going to wear off. Isn't the one? <laughs> What do you think? I know what heroin's going to wear off. (laughs) I know. Well, you can counter heroin with cocaine. Uh, Oh Oh my god! (laughs) Who does that to themselves? When I read a question like that, I only printed it out because I want to know what you think of that question. Like, if somebody says, "How can you work with somebody like that?" and it's work, or it's not marriage. You talking about Adam? Yeah. How can I work with Adam? Are you taking? It's like being sexually harassed. How can you? How do you? Why do you do that? If he, it, is it that bad? Where no, it's not that bad. Yeah, we, we've had moments over the years where it's gotten a little bit like, like you, you got to be kidding, like yeah. really. But but for the most part, we're uh, look, we're friends for a long time, twenty years. Uh, we've had rocky and and lofty peaks, you know, peaks and valleys in our relationship. And generally, we you know shake hands and we're friends, no and matter what. Some of what. it's kind of a shtick, too. And some of it's doing radio. He's I understand he's got a job to do. But when I see those those questions, I'm always like, who asked that? Like, who's are, they're just stirring shit, really? Well, look at my Twitter feed sometimes. No, but yeah. I think, <laughs> no, but, but what I, why I think they're doing it is they're comparing work to marriage. We're talking about your children are in a house. With a using addict or a you know a alcoholic, that's different. You you as a spouse have to do something. Yeah. But when you can just go to work and do your job and get out of there, if somebody's got a drinking problem, well, yeah, every comedian a lie. Most yeah, of that's us. what I was like, gonna say. Like yeah. close up the comedy shops yeah. if we can. Drew surrounds himself with alcoholics. He doesn't have a problem with them personally. He just you know he just has to deal with their some drink, some don't. That's right. Right. He's a good guy. Codependent boundaries. Show your boundaries. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You don't want to let him in. You don't want to let him in, man. No, I let him in to to they the, the whole the thing about codependency really is it mobilizes your shit. Yeah. And but you think it's theirs. Do you understand? Oh, man, we like gotta you, talk about this next time. Let's yeah. do a whole episode on codependency. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't like calling it codependency because they, they don't it's like that word. Right. Right. It's it's people who live. Who, who think their feelings get, come from other people? Oh God! Yes, oh, yes, God. that's what yes, it is. That's what it is. Yeah, right. Wait, 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 wait. Now somebody yeah. said Adam's not as bad as Mike is. <laughs> well, I was going to say Mike can get pretty bad too, and the, and Mike's well, Mike's well, sober. 
he's very sober, but, but he will say, I'm doing this for radio, I'm doing this for a fact. He, he's very explicit about it. Right. Adam does not say that, but uh, he just says, you're a pussy and an asshole to me that I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he does it. So. <laughs> That's why we love him. <laughs> yes, we do indeed. All right. Thank you very much for uh, See you later, Christina. We'll do a codependency one coming up. So thanks it. for being here. All right. Thank you, you so time. much. Bye-bye. Now, there are a lot of factors that lead to recovery and particularly success in recovery, but programs that challenge patients, that don't gratify them, that often is the most effective. And that's what we like about Last House Sober Living in Los Angeles. Last House structured program based on accountability and your actions, living a certain kind of life. Not like those luxury treatment centers that kind of feed the narcissism, entitlement, and selfishness. Last House works to combat the learned helplessness some of these millennials have. Also device dependency. A lot of places uh, shrink from that one. And the codependent family system that needs a lot of help. Community challenges addicts with disciplinary systems that teaches them consequences for their choices and actions. The program isn't easy. In fact, it's quite difficult. It's supposed to be difficult. It's hard work to recover. Their theory is, much like diamonds, recovered addicts are forged under pressure. If you or a loved one is looking for a program that aligns with so many of the characteristics we believe lead to a successful recovery, please have a look at Last House. Learn more, visit thelasthouse.net. Again, that is thelasthouse.net. Visit them today. All right, it is fall and your immune system is about to get tested, everybody. Not only does the changing weather mark the start of cold and flu season, it's also back to school time when kids become walking Petri dishes. While catching something may be inevitable, there is no excuse for letting yourself get dehydrated in the process. So when you're wiped out with cold or flu, the first piece of advice always to drink plenty of fluids, but we seem to forget that. Now, once you've started feeling dehydrated, it's already too late for water or sports drinks. Rapid rehydration requires the proper balance of sodium, glucose, and water, and nothing gives this like Hydrolyte. Hydrolyte's formulation is based on established, proven science, and it is the simply best rehydration product I've found in this country. Hydrolyte comes in great flavors, orange, berry, lemonade, and it's available in a pre-mixed drink, powder, or what I prefer, those effervescence tablets. You just drop in a glass of water or a bottle of water, off you go. It's like your own portable IV, but you can do it enterally. Compared to sports drinks, Hydrolyte delivers up to four times the electrolytes with 75% less sugar. Hydrolyte solutions are appropriate for all ages, and each bottle or package includes easy-to-use, easy-to-follow instructions. You can find Hydrolyte at Rite Aid or online at Amazon.com. And for a limited time, our listeners can save 30% on Hydrolyte. Just click the banner on our site, drdrew.com, 30% off. Great deal. Do it. Remember, you can find all these podcasts at drdrew.com. The Dr. Drew podcast, the This Life podcast, and the Adam and Drew podcast, which is available five days a week. Find them all on iTunes and rate us five stars. Subscribe and get it first. And if you're really happy, click on the Amazon banner at drdrew.com to help support the show. We'll thank you for it. If you join the email list via drdrew.com slash contact, we'll send you a weekly infusion newsletter with Dr. Drew's news. We're so grateful when you get in touch. We read all your emails and we'll bring you the subject matter you want to hear about. You live.